Flatoberfest 2021 is almost here, and it's happening in historic downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina. This is a great opportunity to meet other flat earthers, connect in real life with online friends, and interact face to face without restriction, just as the creator intended. This year, we have two full days of events planned for you of presentations and live music. Featuring Marty Leeds of MartyLeeds33.com Bob Nodell of Globebusters Jason Lindgren of Secrets of Saturn and Crow777Radio.com And ODD TV will be performing live Mike Williams from the Sage of Quay Radio Hour at SageofQuay.com Flat Earth Intel with Corey Kell. And some of your other favorite content providers will be there. More to be announced soon. Go to flatearthfestivals.com slash flattoberfest2021 for information, updates, and tickets. Are you single? Are you a flat earther? Are you going to Flatoberfest 2021? to meet other Flat Earth Singles? Then you should participate in the secret mingle for single Flat Earthers. 
a little something I'm putting together for FE singles who are going to Flattoberfest 2021. This is the perfect opportunity for you to meet like minds face to face in a friendly environment with no pressure. If you're going to Flattoberfest 2021, there's no extra cost. Go to flatearthfestivals.com slash secretmingle for details. I hope to see you there. Cheers! Hey, what's going on? It's Mikey J, and you're watching KGUP Presents right here on youtube we're live for the first time <laughs> oh very nervous and uh because it is my very first time doing it live and uh thank you for your patronage and being here and watching it with us today and um you know just before we get started i wanted to say you know uh, we have these new new t-shirts and uh I, I love this shirt especially because it's kind of uh, an easter egg for me um if you notice there's a uh astronaut and then there's the the picture of the flat earth. So if a lot of people just won't even see it and, and notice it. So you have to like really point it out. And plus it has the uh, the rainbow um, on the shirt itself. So it has everything on it. So uh, I'm pretty excited for today's show for two reasons. And that's because we are live for the first time. And uh, you know I kind of watching the, the live chat. So I may be distracted uh, from time to time. But um, yeah. And the other point is that we have a legend on the show uh for the past four years she's really made a name for herself you may know her from the the, the hit show she's a co-host on strange world with mark Sargent. uh she has her own shows including unveiling this realm and bitches brew and of course she's the organizer of solar returns and flattoberfest which is coming up this october so uh let's bring her on uh hopefully we don't have any issues uh, with the video but uh, yeah, <laughs> and we do have an issue, which is not surprising. How's it going? Good, good. good. How, How are, are you? you? Doing great. Oh, there you are, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have an echo, do we? I do, I do hear, hear an, an echo from, from you a little bit. bit. I, don't I don't know if everybody, everybody else hears an, an echo. echo. If, if they, they don't, don't, I'm fine, fine the way, way I am. am. Yeah, yeah, that might be a little bit of an echo. Hopefully not. But uh, yeah, it's finally great to to finally meet you. Um, you know, I've been you know watching your stuff for for quite a while, and I, I discovered you on Glowbusters, and then during that whole fiasco when uh, I think Bob got his first suspension, and it was dark for about thirty days. And Jaron had his second strike, and I was like, oh, my God, I have nothing to watch. <laughs> so I was, like, looking up other flat earthers, and then I discovered you and started watching your stuff. <laughs> right, right on. on. Well, well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, certainly I certainly love Globusters and Jaronism. They were, I started watching them when, when I first got, got into flat earth, earth so I, I, I love, love them. them. Oh, yeah, there's an echo on your side. They say, um, like, how do I fix that? Uh, there's always something when you live stream. Let's see, desktop audio. 
Yeah, and I was listening to a lot of um, Austin Witsit, because Witsit gets it, and uh, he was keeping me busy before he started to get all, all his strikes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are kind of migrating over to other platforms because of the, uh, it's just that the censorship is just so bad. And um, how are you guys handling it? We're, We're handling, handling it, you know, you know as, as best, best we, we can. can. We've, We've been, been moving, moving a lot of our stuff over to um, Rockfin and, and Odyssey. Odyssey. And, and I, I still, still stream, stream on Twitch, Twitch mm-hmm. but, but I've just, just been, been, you know, you know Starting, starting to stream on YouTube, YouTTube and then, then turning, turning it off at a certain, certing point, point and then moving things, things elsewhere. elsewhere. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, so far I have it on Odyssey or Odyssey, but um, I think eventually I'll go over to Rockfin. I'm, I'm still waiting for my first strike, <laughs> which might happen today. Well, but, uh, yeah. It's always uh, an experience to find things out and you get an email in the morning and then your video is gone. Right. right. I've, I've woken, woken up, up to many, many of those, those emails. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, let's start from the beginning. Let's really learn about you and what led you to becoming a flat earther because, you know, before four years ago, what were you doing before you got this like information? Well, I got, I got into, into Flat Earth more than four years ago, but I didn't, I didn't make a channel or start making videos until a couple years later, maybe about a year and a half later. Um, but before that, I was just being a stay-at-home mom. That's all I was doing. I had small, very small young children and a dog, and I, um, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I, that's what I was doing. <laughs> And, and I was when, when I had just moved, moved to North, North Carolina, Carolina and um, I, was I was really amazed at how clear the sky was here. And I think that's, that's one of the things I talk about in my first videos because uh, it, was it was great. great. I, was I was like, like it, the, the air is so clean. Everything is so clean. And then it rained all the time. It was, it was everything was just so lush. And, and that, that was, was I moved, I moved out, out here in 2011, and then in 2014, that summer of 2014, I remember it being almost like, like a really a, a bad drought. There was even um, ads in the paper that talked about, oh, if you're a farmer and you've lost money due to crops, the government can give you money and blah, blah, blah. And and that was also the same time when I had started seeing the the spraying going on, the 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 stratospheric aerosol spraying, right? Or, you know, what they call chemtrails, whatever, however you want to refer to it. They're obviously um, modifying the weather. They admit that they modify the weather. There's patents on modifying the weather. So clearly they were doing that, but everybody doesn't pay attention. Nobody ever looks up, but I just really, being able to be at home all the time and just being there with my children, I was able to really pay attention to things like that in a way that I hadn't been before when I was working full time and I was on that daily grind. Um, and it made me realize, wow, you know, that's that's one of the things that keeps a lot of people from seeing it. They're just too busy trying to keep their head afloat. Most people don't even have the time to look. They're like, oh, can't be bothered. I still got to pay my bills in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah, I I think I discovered about the chemtrails probably around 2006. And that now it's because I, I was listening to Alex Jones at that time. And, you know, he was talking about all that stuff. And um, that's before I thought he was kind of crazy. <laughs> I think it was around the time, um, right around the, the Hillary Trump election that I I kind of stopped listening to him because it just seemed like the same um, stories over and over and it, nothing was coming true. And, um, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, and I take that back. I did listen to, to Alex Jones during uh, Trump's presidency. And, um, you know, it, it was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was kind of weird at that time. And I just felt like it was, he was just, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Virtue signaling to his own base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was doing that. <laughs> I'm sure he would never go too, too far, you know? Yeah. But, um, obviously he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was desperate to find like a different voice that, that was kind of alternative. And, and there really wasn't anything out there. Like I was listening to Ben Shapiro for a while and Michael Savage and Sean Hannity, and they were just all saying the same thing. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was listening to Joe Rogan and, uh, you know, it just seemed like he, he changed overnight and, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, it, it was just really weird. And, um, it just felt like we weren't getting any information that was like thought provoking or anything new outside of, you know, what mainstream was allowing us to, to discover. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're never any of those, any, it's like they're, they look alternative when you start looking at, when you have been looking at mainstream media your whole life, you know, and you start looking at people like that, you're like, wow, these people are saying stuff I would never hear on mainstream media. And they do say stuff that you would never hear on mainstream media, but it certainly doesn't make, what they're saying any more true than mainstream media. You know, you still have to look at all this stuff with the critical, even stuff you hear from flat earthers, you have to look at with a critical eye and you have to verify for yourself Mm -hmm. because they even, they don't get it right all the time, but it, you know, and it's not, doesn't necessarily make them all misinformation agents. It just means that they're doing the best they can and they're not always going to get everything right. You know, it's a different, and when you tell them, most of them will correct themselves or they'll stop saying those things. It's when they start to, when they keep saying it after you've proven that they've been, that it's wrong or invalid, that you have to start asking questions, you know? Yeah. So what was that, that video that really caught your attention and, and made you like really um, like investigate the shape of the earth and stuff? Or, I think was it was there- a... um. I think it was a flat water, flat earth video. Anyway, he just kept going through all the the basic proofs of the flat earth, like water, physics of water, you know, all that basic stuff that, you know, we've all heard about. And then he would just at the end of each one, he'd just be like, just keep asking questions, you know. And I was just like, he listening to him say all this crazy stuff about earth. And I was like, damn right. I'm going to keep asking questions, man. You're saying crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to debunk this video. (laughs) You know, you start to just, 
that's how everybody turns into a flat earther, right? You hear these crazy suggestions and you're like, that can't be right. And then you have, you go and you have to search it out for yourself, verify it. And you will, you know, if you really have a love for truth and you really want to know the answers, then you really can't end up at any other place, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once you look at all the facts, it, it's really hard to unsee what, what you discover because th there is so much information out there. I mean, there, I mean, you know, I, I, I read a thesis by um, someone who is getting their degree and they, they, it was, the subject was the, the motionless, like geocentric stationary planet. And uh, that we're not an actual planet. We were just not moving. And so that was like one thing that, that opened my eyes, like, oh my God, I mean, this is all legit, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. And uh, How did you feel when you found out? Were you nauseated? Because I was nauseated. I was like, yeah. Mm. I, I literally <laughs> no. felt sick for about three months. And wow. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was trying to comprehend everything that I was like learning because I became instantly obsessed and cause I was trying to disprove the, 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 the flat earth theory and I couldn't. Um, but there was like so many things that kind of like led up to me, led up to this whole episode, like the, the Vsauce video of the, the sun flying through air. I mean, it's the one, the, the video that David always shows and we're, you know, projecting through space at 1.3 million miles an hour. And we're, you know, mm -hmm. in the Milky Way flying at, you know, 425,000 miles an hour. And we're, we're, you know, seeing Polaris perfectly because we're on a 23.5 degree axis. And <laughs> it, it's just, it's just bullshit. Yeah. 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 It's insanity. And even when you ask people about it, you know, they even say, well, the, the, you know, the sun moves across the sky and you're like, exactly. The sun moves. It's like everybody, they even describe it that way, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what they, they're supposed to believe. <laughs> right. All right. So let's see. Oh, I was going to tell you about my wife. I mean, we started to listen to you and she was like, thank God there's another female out there. Cause there were so many males all kind of like, doing the same thing and and you know we i found uh rose triple seven and mm -hmm. she was just like yeah we finally need more women because she started looking into it too and and she kind of she's been talking about it more than i have because it, you know it, it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff unless you are very versed in in the terminology and all the information H how was your experience when you first started you know being open about it i mean did you just jump right in and or well see that's why i i found flat earth in 2015 right like the somewhere in the middle uh you know maybe like august july around this time 2015 um and then i spent the next you know few months trying to debunk i was trying to debunk flat earth and then when i couldn't I started to think, okay, well, how do things work then? You know, like I can't just go talking to people and say, well, you know, I don't know 
<laughs> how things work, but I know it's not what I'm told. I just didn't feel comfortable doing that as I'm sure many people don't. So I ended up actually first um, cutting my teeth actually on Facebook and in Facebook groups because there were, Nathan had that, uh, that Facebook group that has since been deleted, but you know, it, it was the flat earth debate Facebook group and more and more people started making groups. And then I joined those groups and I ended up doing a lot of um, debating on Facebook. Then um, <laughs> and then, you know, I also made friends with some other flat earthers like Dr. Zach and stuff because he was doing the thing looking for sun angles and he wanted someone to help him with a map. And I was like, I don't know how I can help, but I want to help. I want to know where the hell I am right. <laughs> in this place. Right. So we tried to do that. And that's what I started doing. And then Zach, me and Zach hanging out you know he made videos already and so he started encouraging me to make videos and so then i did and that's how it, then in uh, 2017 is when i released my first video and then from there i just started you know doing stuff but yeah wow. i didn't do it for well over a year <laughs> you know i really wanted to learn as much as i could i just had so many questions and then i would have conversations with family members and friends like my mom, I told my mom about it. And she was like, Karen, you're insane. You're insane. And she started asking me questions and I would answer some of her questions. And she would say, you know what, that's enough. I don't, I'm like, I can't, I, she's like, I don't want to know that the earth is flat. I can't. She's like, I, I would throw up if I found out that the earth is flat. And I was like, Oh, okay. How we felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because, you know, it's like, I would throw up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, you know, it's crazy, man. You know, when I found out about it, I thought everybody would want to know. I was like, oh, my gosh, we've been lied to. This is amazing. Everybody's going to want to know. Right. No, nope. no, nope, they don't want to know. Most people don't want to know. They are like, shut up, you idiot. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> I think my mother-in-law is kind of like on that. She's, she was really resistant at first, but, um, you know, my wife, she just like, every time we see her, she like gives her a little information, more information. It's just like slow dripping process because she's, you know, I mean, she watches the news every day. Her husband is very, you know, he's, a kind of like believes everything that's on ancient aliens and thinks everything's you know, caused by aliens. And he even like, oh. you know, it's, it's amazing how the, the moon will just perfectly spin. And so we always see the same side. I'm like, do you really hear yourself? That sounds idiotic. <laughs> all by accident too. Yeah. Right. That perfect synchronicity all by accident. <laughs> yeah. If you really listen to yourself, you know, talk about the earth and, and space and you, we just sound like freaking morons. You know, you sound like you're talking about a fantasy movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the moon landing was was totally I mean, I never really believed it in the first place, but it's amazing how many people don't believe in the moon landing, but yet they still believe we're on a spinning ball. You know, yeah, that amazes me. Yeah. You know what? When I still lived in Sacramento, California, 
I, my first husband had a friend who came to our house one day. I think this was like, uh, 2005, 2006 timeframe, you know, and he comes over to our house one day and he goes, uh, the moon landing's not real. And he just like, just starts talking about it. And we're like, what are you talking about, dude? He's like, no, you look at all this stuff. He's like, it's not, it was fake. The whole moon landing was fake. It's like as if he had like came across something and his mind was blown, kind of like what we do about flat earth, right? But it was about the moon landing. And my my husband and I at the time were just like, you are tripping. We, you know, I never even questioned it. I thought he was crazy, <laughs> you know? And to me now, like what he was saying to me that day is so tame compared to the stuff I say now. <laughs> yeah. but i at the time i thought no man what are you talking about like just stop who cares even i was even in that who cares like why are you even looking at that that's what i thought you know because that and that's how they have set up society society to be they've set it up for you to be completely just self-absorbed and always trying to do what you need to do to you know, pay your bills and keep a roof over your head and keep up with the Joneses and drive that car and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. They put so much distraction in front of you and then every all the crap on TV, too, to, that you don't even stop to think about what really matters, right. you know. That's why there's so <laughs> many sports and every season is, you know, they're overlapping and so if you're a sports buff, you are you have no time to look into conspiracies at all. You know, I have friends right. that just love sports and live for, you know, every version, you know, basketball to, to hockey to football to baseball. And, and it's just an endless cycle. So you have no time to, to wake up. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Bread and circus. Bread and circus. So and and you- I think. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's why I woke up when I became a stay-at-home mom. I, I was busy with children, but at the same time, I had more time on my hands to think. You know, I wasn't thinking about a job or getting something done. Mm-hmm. I was I became very focused on myself and my family. Right. So how did you meet uh, Mark, Mark Sargent? And how did you get on uh, Strange World? Uh, well, the first, I, I met, mm-hmm, how, probably through Patricia, maybe, Patricia Steer. I actually don't even remember how I very first started talking to Mark, so probably it's some so way ago. through Patricia. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, a lot's happened in the last four years. Yeah, but the first time we met face-to-face was at the first Flat Earth International Conference in Raleigh, North Carolina, because I live in North Carolina, so it was very convenient that I was able to just drive there. It was only three hours away, and that's where I met Mark for the first time, and um, I don't know. We just got along from from then on, and we were friends for a while before he asked me. Actually, he asked me to join him as a co-host probably like like eight or nine months before I actually started doing it (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was 
I didn't at the time, I, you know, my channel still only had a couple of produced videos on it, you know, and, or, you know, if, I don't forget how many, but anyway, I was just producing videos. I wasn't doing live streams very much. And I was still kind of shy about doing live streams and doing regular things like committing to a regular thing. I didn't want to do it. So I get that. <laughs> Like doing this for the first time was very nerve wracking. Like I did some, you know, private streams and then I was like streaming with myself as the guest and <laughs> doing all these like, you know, just like, like you're in school, you just kind of practice and hopefully you get it right. And it took me yeah. six months to get to today, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. Cause that's all, good. Yeah. All the settings were just off. Like I, I, just discovered I needed to get a new router and and the settings were just all wrong because I had to like set everything to match the the graphics card because if you don't match it to the to the graphics card that you currently have then you're that's where you're gonna have your problems so anybody out there who's live streaming who wants to aspire to live stream that's what I found out <laughs> yep yeah for sure and you know I think it's so important because a lot of a lot of people, I mean, especially flat earthers, they, they just love to chat. And that's what I've noticed. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Because they want to talk to other um, critically thinking, conscious, sentient beings. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I feel like the people I run into out in, you know, town are, they're not even sentient. They're just like, they're a program, you know, right. running its course. It's so bizarre now <laughs> what do they call that when you're just kind of like a playable character but you're yeah you're npc yeah npc non-playable non-playable character. character it's like yeah like in the video game that's it's the people in the background right and they're all they all have like a you know part in the game but mm -hmm. it's it's so crazy and we have to play our part while we're out there. We can't just start blabbering, you know, kind of like Austin. <laughs> Austin Witsit. I mean, he's out there just just on the streets, which is awesome. We need more people like him. Yeah, he's <laughs> been doing so great. So great. He's he's so intelligent and so eloquent and just such a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned so much from him last year you know, with the book of Enoch, like I would always want to explore the book of Enoch because I studied it when I was in, you know, going to church I, I grew up as a Jehovah's witness. And so that was part of the, you know, the curriculum I was talking about the book of Enoch and, you know, but, um, as I grew up, I, I kind of forgot most of it. So hearing it through, through him and then listening to you and just Jack, um, you know, talking about the scriptures and I, I'm like, re you know putting myself back in there so that's a good segue to talk about the anti-scripture uh, uh, study <laughs> the anti-religious scripture study yes that's it <laughs> you know what's funny is jack he called it the non-religious scripture study and then when the day that we started i just ineptly put anti-religious scripture study and he was like anti and i was like is that wrong he's like i put non-religious and i was like oh i start. i put it as anti he's like ah, it's okay leave it <laughs> so I, I just left it 
anti does seem sort of uh, negative, mm-hmm. um, but, and I thought about changing it, but at the end, I thought, no, because I am against religion. I am anti-religion and, right. you know, and I am anti what it has done to the society. So I just left it. <laughs> and then Jack said he was cool with it. So. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, th- religion has grabbled the the Bible so, so much that uh, it's been misinterpreted and, you know, it's by design, really, if you really look into it. And uh, I I love how you guys just are dissecting it sentence by sentence. And like I know it's probably going to take a whole year to get through probably the first half of the Bible. <laughs> I know. Who knows how long we'll be doing that for, but it's fun, you know? Yeah. I enjoy it, and I'm learning from it. Yeah, definitely. We'll be on season 10 before we get to Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't, well, we're supposed to just do the Torah, which is the first five books. Oh, okay. After that, I don't know if Jack wants to keep going. I may keep going. I don't know, but we're just doing the Torah, which is the first five books. That's cool. So what mm-hmm. made you guys want to do that? Well, mostly because that's been Jack's sort of main focus whenever he um before he woke up to flat earth he he um found this whole thing with religion like he went he he just a series of things like he was set to become a preacher right at a church and he had his family like he had relocated his family and this anyway this whole series of events had happened with him where he ended up leaving the church because he found out that they weren't they weren't in the the primary focus of the church that he was supposedly going to be part of was not truth, right? They would, you know, he talked to them about certain things and he said, yeah, but the, but the congregation doesn't respond well to that. It would be their response, which means that even though something is the truth, they wouldn't preach that to the people who came to the church because they wouldn't respond well. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they, they and so basically he realized that the church was a gatekeeper and they were right. taking a part in keeping people in this false belief system. And so then that's when he just started deep diving and trend making his own translation of the Bible. Anyway, so he and I had had a whole bunch of conversations about this stuff, about what what certain words really mean and why things were done and why certain things were changed. Like the name of the creator, you know, the Tetragrammaton is completely taken out of the Bible in the King James Version. They just say the Lord when anybody could be a Lord. You know, they literally took the name of the creator out. So why would they do that? Well, because there's power in a name. And especially if you think about how everything is energy, frequency, vibration, every sound, every word, every name is going to have its own vibration, its own frequency and emanate its own thing. So if you're saying the wrong thing, are you on the right frequency? Are you sending the right message? I don't know. Did they change it? Did they change it so that everybody, if you spoke, if you verbalized something, you were, you were, your message was a little off. Not to say that it wouldn't ever work, you know, but maybe they scramble it. Maybe they scramble your radar a little bit. Maybe your intent is still good and you know who you're trying to send that message to, 
But maybe it's not as clear as it could be if you started with the true name of the creator, if you opened that line of communication with the correct frequency rather than a scrambled frequency. You know, I don't know. It probably doesn't matter because the creator is all powerful and and knows what's in your heart. But even when you speak things into existence, when you talk about how you feel or um, what's going on in the day, or, you know, if you start off saying, I don't like this, or I don't like that, instead of I like this, or I like that, you know, what's that doing? What energy is that sending out? So to me, words have meaning. And if they're putting the wrong words in the place where certain words were meant to be, well, there's a reason for that. What is that? I don't know. But there must be a reason. Why would they do it? Everything they do has a reason. And most of the time, it's got more than one reason. It's got two or three. (laughs) That's why Flat Earth has, has been, you know, it's been hidden the same way, the same reason that God's name has been removed or Yehovah. Um, in, yeah, I, I think it's pretty fascinating. This, this whole subject, you know, when I first introduced my wife, I had her watch the a video by pillar of truth. I, I think it was called upside down world. And it's, it's very, it's very religious, but, uh, when we were driving from California to Dallas, I was like, you have to watch this because I don't know how to explain why I think the earth is flat. But if you watch this, <laughs> you'll, you'll have a better <laughs> understanding where I'm coming from. And so, cause I was seeing everything at a, at a, at a completely different perspective. You know, like I was just looking at the moon differently. I was looking at the stars differently mm-hmm. and just the world in general. Like we, we, we went to the Rowlett, I mean, um, the reunion tower in Dallas, which is the highest point in the city. And you could just see for like, you know, it seemed like hundreds of miles, you know, it was a clear day and it was just completely flat. I'm like, Oh my God. You know? And so all of that was came rushing back to me after watching that video. And, and that, that was like the beginning of my waking and just realizing like, Holy shit, you know, God does exist. And, you know, and that, that was all I needed was was uh, that belief returned to me that, you know, because I, I went through like a period of like kind of like questioning if God really existed, you know, because cause education kind of does that to you. Films and movies and TV shows, they don't really talk about God at all. So it, it, you you kind of almost believe that we're, we are alone in, in this vast universe. But uh, something inside me always always knew that there was something out there more powerful than, than us. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much had that same feeling. I, I always, and I always had a feeling too, and I never really talked about it because I thought it was kind of ridiculous even having that feeling Mm -hmm. just because of probably because of the programming that I was going through growing up, probably because of being in a state school and blah, 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 you know, and they basically try to crush your divine spark from the very beginning. So whenever I I had this feeling, I, and basically I always felt like I was um, that something and I, and I can't describe it any other way than something of biblical proportions, you know, how people say something that is literally paradigm shifting, something life changing was going to happen in my lifetime And even when I was, you know, a really 
angry teenager who was listening to punk rock and hanging out at the punk rock clubs in the Bay Area and really being anti anything that I am, you know, that I would be for now, you know, just um, really just being horrible, (laughs) you know, Um, I wouldn't, I kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) Yeah, you were just being godless in your nature right right so doing stuff that you wouldn't do if you were truly like going to church every you know twice a week (laughs) right right i just wasn't i wasn't into any of that stuff so when i had this feeling that something like that was going to happen i thought that's really ridiculous like i don't even know if god's even real why would i feel like i would be a part of something like that you know, why do I even feel this sort of like weird impending doom, this constant impending doom? It's like all I can describe it as, and it was in the background. It's not even something I thought about all the time, but every once in a while, I would just be like, I feel like I'm waiting for something and I don't know what. Yeah. You know, I feel like I was born in the wrong time or I felt like I should have been born a long time ago. That sort of thing. <laughs> You know, like, am I in the wrong time? What's going on? You know, I just feel like something was off. And then when Flat Earth came, it was like, oh. It all makes sense now. (laughs) That's why, because everything is a freaking lie. That's why nothing seems right, because everything is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) And the more I dig into Flat Earth, it's led me to other subjects like the mud floods, Tartaria, and, and like our stolen history, the the, I mean the the world fairs, like everything's a, de- a deception. Like right, it's it's one of the biggest rabbit holes that just leads in so many directions. It's it's crazy. So when you try to tell people about this stuff, you have to you have to do it in small increments. <laughs> Otherwise, they think you're insane. Yeah. I find that the Socratic method is a really good, it's a really, you almost can't go wrong with that. When you uh, don't just straight up start telling people, maybe ask them questions like, mm-hmm. how do you think the atmosphere stays on earth if if the space is a vacuum? Ask it very innocently like a child. And a lot of times they'll be like, you know, they'll try to answer you. Oh, with gravity, blah, 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 blah. But you know. We, we know enough to, to say, well, if it's gravity, then how come the clouds float in the air? What's that about? Or, you know, how come you can get 10 pounds of helium and it goes up or you have 10 pounds of steel and it goes down? They're both 10 pounds, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's like you, you just have to ask those questions. <laughs> and then you go, people will go, huh, I don't know. Yeah, before the rain falls, I mean, cumulatively, I mean, there's like get, millions, millions tons. of tons up there. Tons. Yeah. And it's just by magic that it falls down when it does. It's because gravity right. can't hold it. <laughs> it just becomes too much. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I lost my train of thought. I, I was I'm trying to. Oh, I hate it when I do that. Um. Let's see. I didn't really have like a whole list of questions. I, I was just like, 
Um, just wanted to talk to you about all this stuff about what led to like the flat earth and like mm-hmm. all these like rabbit holes that kind of like tie in together. Oh. Everything ties together. All of it. Right. Yeah. It, Somehow. It really does. I'm not even sure how all of it does tie together. I know. How does it tie together? Well, they've lied to us about where we live and they've lied to us about how this world works and now they're trying to exterminate us i don't really know what to say whatever happened in the 1800s they're they're, i think they're planning to do it again and reduce the population a different way until they get to their goal like you know that well i think technology Technology has given them the tools to where they can just set it up so that people will do it to themselves, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and that's the sad part. And then, and, and I was thinking about this the other, the other day, or was it this morning, you know, I, everybody was wondering how come we were able to get flat earth got so big so fast because really before they started their censorship before you know, the algorithms were put in place to shadow ban all of us. We were getting a lot of new people very fast. It was it was really a lot of exponential growth as far as the truth movement went. People came to us very quickly, even through um, that horrible documentary behind the curve, (laughs) you know, that as bad as that was, it did bring people to the truth. It really did. And so, um, but so when we were, when I asked myself, you know, why were we allowed to get so, to gain so much momentum? um, It seems like it was allowed to gain so much momentum because they knew that we would be the ones who would be the most vocal about the current situation. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you go out and tell people, you know, the truth about what's going on right now, currently. And then they go, oh, well, you're a flat earther. I can't believe anything you say. And I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it's the that's why. Division. Right. Yeah. They allowed it to build up enough to where now there's this, there's this, um, there's this inner conflict between people who are waking up because they're seeing the lies of the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry and, and of course, the, the corruption in the government. None of these things are secrets, but a lot of people ignored it until it was in literally in their home, literally affecting them personally. And, and that's the problem is most people don't look at stuff until it's affecting them personally. They don't, you know, a lot of people lack the empathy to see a situation going on from the outside and and speak up and say, you know what? No, that's not right. That's not right. But they just go on with their life. And now it's happening to them. And some of them see it. And some of them have gone deeper in the hole. Yeah, it's amazing to see like this whole paradigm shift, you know, because like the 60s, like everybody was against the government and marching and and being rebellious and doing all this stuff. And even in the nineties, I mean, it was still happening and, you know, Mm -hmm. rage against the machine. Like I love those guys. (laughs) 
and they were yeah. anti-government. And now we're trusting every word that they say, and we're believing every word that the media says. And uh, it, it's just, it's like we're living in a bizarre world. <laughs> and everything's yeah. upside down. Yes, bizarre world, twilight zone, and idiocracy all thrown into a blender and put on high speed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm very fortunate that I came in and learned all this stuff when I did, because had I came in to the, all this in, in January of this year, like, I probably wouldn't have found anybody because everything, everyone was just being censored and getting kicked off. And that, they're intentionally doing that. So nobody wakes yes. up. Yeah. yeah. Now, yes, they, they let it go for a while. Then they put the brakes on and then, you know, they unleashed their secret weapon. <laughs> and now we're here like fighting an uphill battle, but right. you know, it almost it's almost enough to make you want to go hide out in the jungle somewhere like screw it i'm going to go live in a hut in the jungle and i'm just done <laughs> yeah we're prepared to do that like i have a bug out bag we we have like heirloom seeds and you know we have to take off we have a bunch of weapons and you know stuff but i really don't want to have to go that far you know that's what i'm saying here, here here's my attitude I don't want to leave because you know what? I'm just minding my own business. They're the ones who make it suck. How about they leave? (laughs) (laughs) And there's enough of us here who are minding our own business who would probably have that same opinion that we could make them leave. It's just that people aren't aware of the situation or you tell them that then they go, Oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if we don't have the government to tell us what to do? Who's going to build the roads? Holy shit. Who's going to run the schools? Who's going to do this? You know what? The same people who do it now, us, yeah, we do. We run the schools. We build the roads. We make this place work. Okay. We don't, the roads were being built before there was a government and before there was an income tax. And I think we can still build the roads after because that knowledge is still going to be here and the material is still going to be here and the, and the, the desire and the need will still be here. And anywhere that there is the desire and the need and the knowledge and the ingenuity, then things will happen. And I think it's like people have been so programmed to be reliant on stuff being done for them that they like want to like, you know, cower and run in a corner at the thought of having to be responsible for themselves. And that's probably the, one of the biggest hurdles that we have to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. You know, where I live, I mean, all our neighbors, I mean, they all have gardens in their backyard and so they're growing their own stuff, which is, which is amazing. And uh, it makes me think I need to, you know, really jumpstart our garden. <laughs> we have yeah, I got a garden. I got chickens, you know? Yeah. I started doing all that stuff too because, um, and also another thing, good thing to learn is uh, wild edibles. There's a lot of stuff that grows everywhere that you can eat that most people don't even think of. So really, even even in a dire situation, if you have the knowledge, you really 
don't need to starve to death. Mm-hmm. You don't. You might be dirty. You might smell funky, but you'll be alive. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm surrounded by a bunch of natural water, so I guess I could just take a bath somewhere. <laughs> right? I mean, people are just so spoiled. You know, they're like, how am I going to survive without this or that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you got water. Okay, good. You can drink that water. You see that dandelion outside? Get a bowl and pick a whole bunch of them and eat that and you're good. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, we'll be skinny. Have to be prepared. Yeah, we'll definitely be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be skinny, but you know, maybe some people could stand that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, you know, history does repeat itself if we aren't aware of it. And not in a good way. And the, the history that's been hidden from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've learned so much, especially in this this last six months. You know, this whole um, pandemic has made me, you know, done so much research that I would have done that a year a year ago, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. It sort of forces you to to seek out that information, but it's good. This is a good thing, you know, and then as long as we keep doing that and then we share that information with each other and we keep trying to help each other out and, and we work together because I think that's key. You know, I, I think it's important for, you know, it doesn't matter if you think there, you know, what you think really happened in history or what, you know, what if you, you know, a lot, there's, there's a lot of different theories about what the truth really is. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is that people should realize that we've all been lied to. And regardless of what you think the truth is, just know that everybody's pretty much tired of the lies. Everybody wants to find the truth for themselves. And that's, that's the most important thing. Right? Right. Let's help each other be free of that mental slavery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely need that um, that addition to the uh, Flat Earth uh, Zodiac and Clock app so we can, like, you know, link up together. I mean, we have our, our social media where we can contact and, and link up with other people and plus the conferences and all that, you know. Because we, we really need to create a unit so where we have resources and we can come to, you know, get go get to each other if there is a blackout. And then we can just have, like, one convergence where we all meet up and, like, you know, we can all help each other if there is a cataclysmic event and there's survivors, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like a home base. <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you here. <laughs> so talk about um, the Flattoberfest, which is coming up in October. How How is the planning for that going? It's going good. It's going good. Everything's going um, just as it should be so far. I've got um, Bob Nodell coming, Mike Williams, Jason Lindgren, Corey Kell, the uh, flat earth Intel guy, which that should be interesting. Um, and who else? I'm probably forgetting somebody. Every, I always forget somebody. Baldini's going to be doing something there. ODD will be there. 
OBL will be there. Um, myself, DITRH is going to be attending. Witsit will be there. So like four of the Globebusters, right? So that's Bob, Baldini, Witsit. And who's the fourth Globebuster? Zach, Zach Zabala. He'll be there because him and Cammy do their How the World Works exhibit. Nice. Um, which that's always a big hit, you know, because they bring all the little science gadgets for people to play with. The children love it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It, it should be like a like a science fair. So you can do all these like flat earth tests and, and experiments, it's like hands on for other kids and just just like they do at NASA and the, the, the science exhibits in, in the Bay Area. Because you've, you've been to the, the science um I can't I can't remember what it's called, but it's put on by NASA where, you know, they have like the the the, the electricity globe where you put your hands on it and you do oh, yeah. like cool stuff. Yeah. Well, when I lived in the Bay Area there, I didn't it wasn't necessarily by NASA, but they there was a like a, a museum, a natural science museum yes, or whatever what they called it. Yeah. Yeah, and they would have that the big eye the big eye of the storm thing and then the pendulum. And I remember always looking at the pendulum and it wasn't even it was like some would be knocked off here, some there. It and it never made sense to me. And I remember thinking, what is this even supposed to show? <laughs> yeah. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Right? Cuz they they had the pendulum there with the whole circle of the little the little um pegs that they'd stand up and then they would yeah. have it swinging back and forth like it was supposed to knock them off like a clock. Mm -hmm. Except it was never sequential, right? Like there was always some standing up here, some there. It was always really scattered and and, <laughs> and then of course later when I learned out that found out that pendulums do not move because of the spin of the earth. They they move <laughs> because somebody pulls the pendulum back and starts swinging it. And right. oh, if you if it starts to swing the wrong way, stop it and pull it and start it again. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I went there for fifth grade. Uh, we we because I I lived in Fremont, which is across from San Jose. So I lived there for a few years and uh, yeah, we went there and th that was a lot of fun, but that would be, that would be cool to have a flat earth conference that was like very interactive. <laughs> well, that's what I try to do. I do try to have interactive events. That's, that's why I love having Cammie and Zach there with their, how the world works stuff, because they're both there the whole time. And there's just a table full of crystals and um, magnifying glasses and, uh pharaoh cells and there's a tv they even have like a tube tv that you can take the magnet up to the screen and watch the magnet bend the light on the tv you know the yeah. same way that ken wheeler does in his video i mean it's it's completely an interactive thing i love it it's the best <laughs> yeah Kenny's awesome I, I saw an interview that she did with uh, awesome austin and uh that that was i, I didn't realize how intelligent cammy was and yeah. <laughs> yes. Cammy knows a whole, she sees a whole lot of stuff. She's, I remember, there's things that Cammy was saying to me probably two years ago, and I thought I got it. And then I realized two years later, I didn't get it. Now I get it. At the time, I thought I got it, but I didn't get it. But now I do. <laughs> right. 
Well, her theory, her globe theory, how we are able to see two different um, pol- like um, polar stars on opposite ends, make, her theory makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. than we're actually on two different axes. axes. And uh, if, if you understand how, how, the, how the dome works, then mm-hmm. light is bend, bending. And so it, it looks as if there's two polar stars opposite from each other. That, that was really fascinating. <laughs> yep. And that, that was the one thing that I could never answer because I've had arguments with, with Globers. And well, how do you explain, you know, how we see the, the South Pole Star? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't explain it. Yeah. That one is hard to explain, but I would, you know, but once you, there is no South Pole star, like there is Polaris, right? Stuff kind of seems to be turning in a general direction, but there's no actual point that you can pinpoint and say it's rotating around that. So, you know, even when people say that to me, I'm like, okay, show me the point, show me the star that it's rotating around. I mean, and they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to show you, you know, and it doesn't even matter because the, what the lights in the sky are doing bear make no uh, difference to the shape of the ground, right? You have a pool table, your pool table's flat and the balls over the pool table are round, you know, you have a basketball court, the basketball court is flat, the basketball is round, <laughs> Right. you know, and if there's water above it would give an illusion that uh, it's the, the light projecting is behind. So whatever's reflecting will kind of reflect back. And so at, at the furthest point, it's, it's going to look like it's a fixed star, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> right. Right. That and your, you can only see things in a circle or actually more, more correctly. It's you have a sphere a vision, right? Because if you're at the center and you look all around you, you can only see in that that specific field of view and that ends up making a sphere. So how much of that is how we're interpreting that light and how much of it is how much the light is works? Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's silly to argue about the lights in the sky, you guys. <laughs> They spin around us. Mm-hmm. It's closed. We can't go there. We can't touch them. We can't measure them. I mean, that's another thing. You know, it's like, okay, when, when people try to tell you, but we know the stars are this. We know the stars are that. Okay, well, let's say I had a box. Just a box, just a plain old box with no writing on it. And it was, again, you know, it was sitting over there. Can you tell me how big that box is, what the dimensions of it are, how much it weighs, and what's inside of it without going over there and touching the box? Just stay right here. Can you tell me that? No. Nope. Nobody could ever tell you that. But they say that they can do that with these lights in the sky. They're like, oh, we looked through spectroscopy and the light was this color, on this day and it was that color on that day so that means that it's this and that and it weighs this much and blah right they could say whatever they want (laughs) right 
As long as you sound intelligent, then that must be the answer. <laughs> right. As long as you make a complicated enough equation that, right. you know, exactly. verifies your story, well, then you can win a prize. You can make up a story and write a mathematical equation to go along with it. You, too, can be a world-famous astronomer. <laughs> yeah, just support it with math that just confuses everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I was just looking up how, how all 70% of all scientific experiments cannot be repeated. And that was a study that was done in 2015. Another was done in 2017. It just keeps getting tested in, in, with the same results. 70%. So <laughs> people are just making shit up. Yeah. And making it impossible to repeat. It's like, well, try to, try to repeat this test. <laughs> yeah, Good just luck. go look on YouTube and, try, and, and look up, uh, what is it? The Cavendish experiment. Just go look at people trying to repeat that. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh so i just noticed my wife is in the chat speaking of which she is a singer songwriter and i think she was trying to write a flat earth song because I've, I've been adding a bunch of songs on my radio station and i think i'm up to six songs but uh yeah i'm always on the lookout for flat earth musicians <laughs> yeah right on good she do it do it. Um, I just was playing some chocolate sand music earlier today. I don't know if you've seen that. the yeah, I I enjoy that. I enjoy our our flat earth hip hop artists. And actually it's hip hop and rap is actually a very, very good music genre for truth telling, you know, because it's so yeah. lyrically driven and you can just bleh. squeeze out the whole story. <laughs> yeah, you can just lay it all out. Yeah, and I people will be to, into it. I subscribe to um, Chocolate's channel, Chocolate Sand. Mm -hmm. is yeah, so I'm I'm saving that that song, and I'm going to put it on the the radio station later. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's it's hard to find good uh, songs that are that are flat Earth. Um, you know, because we we do we we are a little uh, we have a a high expectation when it comes to music. Yeah. So it's got to blend right in with everything else. So. Yeah. But we have a lot of talented people. There's actually a lot out there. Yeah. And actually the, that song, I, I think it's uh break beats and the, the Tristan, the, the little kid that came on. The oh, song. beat freaks, beat freaks. Yeah. The beat freaks. Yes. <laughs> I've been playing that song. It's so cool. Yes. Love that song. All right. So what are, what kind of plans do you have uh, for the, the remainder of this uh, year besides uh, Flattoberfest? Are you going to just start working on solar returns after that? Um, you know, I don't know. I actually hadn't decided if I was going to do another solar return because it really was not, it was kind of underattended. And everybody who went said that they had a great time and they loved it. And I loved it. I thought it was a blast, but I really, it was really underattended. And I don't know if I should do it again. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should take a poll. <laughs> yeah. 
I think, well, maybe because the, the restrictions were still, you know, you know, the flight restrictions, the, you know, code with COVID was still, yeah, had everything COVID was going on. And then I also don't really know if that's going to be the same deal though, coming up. I'm even kind of, you know, worried about what might happen in September, but hopefully it'll be okay. I think it should be okay. The universe has been smiling on us every time so far. So yeah, we'll see, but they will come. Right. Uh, the hotel keeps getting booked up. I keep having to add rooms to the block and I've sold well, you know, over a hundred tickets already. So people definitely want to come. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. So I just need to, I guess, take it one event at a time. Maybe I'll start looking at places for solar return or see if the shrine clubs open. I don't know. Or maybe I can do it somewhere else. I don't know. Have a Masonic (laughs) temple. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) Oh, look at Rico. Rico, see Rico, who's in your chat. He was there at Solar Return. He played drums with the in the Baldini jam session. Oh, really? So he says, "Yeah, he says, do it again." That was the highlight of a tough year for me, Karen B. I was really looking forward to having a, a um, flat earth conference here in Dallas, but it hasn't repeated. You know, the conferences are very hard to organize. I I, I get it. <laughs> they are. They are. And it takes a lot. The thing that makes it so difficult is you have to do it way in advance and it costs a lot of money up front, a lot of money up front and a lot of planning up front. And, you know, and so it's very stressful because you, you're just, everything's building up to that one day and then, but once it happens, it's great, (laughs) but, but it's very stressful. These big events. My wife used to do, she was uh, an event um, organized or event. She did sales. So like, like we worked at a concert venue and we would book different events a lot of private events. And so I, I understand how hectic and how hard it is. I mean, I used to book live events for all my award show and music events. And so it's a lot of planning and a lot of headache and a lot of money you have to put up front, you know, 10 grand up right away. You just have to <laughs> write a big old fat check. <laughs> right. Or if you're lucky, you can get it for three grand. <laughs> yeah. Unless you get a VFW somewhere for $500. Oh my gosh, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. 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 If you know someone who's military, you you could rent a like a, a VFW, a veterans facility for really cheap. Hmm. But they're not really in the best locations. Usually it's just uh a No, farm. right. I mean, that's like the Shrine Club that was it's it's not VFW, but it was a shrine club, but it, it wasn't, you know, it's just an old building. It was big and it had everything we needed. It had a stage, it had lights, it had a kitchen, bathrooms, everything. And it was great. And they were totally relaxed. They didn't care about the mask thing or the six foot distance. And this is, you know, in October of 2020, when people were being really hardcore about that stuff. I was getting turned, you know, having arguments with people in Myrtle Beach. But um 
they were great to us and they loved it. And the woman was all about it. She was like, oh, I know all this stuff is a bunch of garbage. You know, she was all on board. She even had family members who were flat earthers. I mean, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. The, the The only reason that I didn't do the event there again this year is because they just didn't have any dates in October. Mm. Yeah. So I just couldn't get it. But I found another place that was that that I think is absolutely perfect. It's going to be a blast. You know, it was more expensive, but hey, what are you going to do? It is what it is. We we need to have our gatherings. We need to have these things because, um, you know, there's a lot of other events that go on. There's other, you know, um, there's other even conferences that go on. They're like, you know, the Red Pill Expo. Um, take on the world and stuff like that. But those, you know, like take on the world is good, but I think that might have be a little bit more religious overtone, a little bit more Christian oriented. Um, Not that that's a bad thing. I love Christians. I have Christian friends, you know, but not everybody is into that, you know? So this is sort of uh, like the, the flat earth one. It's the, it's the open one. It's everybody's welcome whoever wants to come you're not gonna it's not overly religious but it's not completely void of that either you know everybody's christian friendly everybody is okay with everybody else you know it's it's a it should be a very welcoming environment at least that's my hope that's what i try to put put up put forward yeah what's up zulu one what's up austin god there's a lot of a lot of regulars in here. <laughs> regulars that follow your channel. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to see if I can put up a link so you guys can call in if you want. Let's see. Oh, thank you, Austin, for sharing that link in the chat. I had not done that. Uh, I don't know why it's not copying the link. I was having issues with that earlier. I couldn't get the uh, couldn't copy the link for some reason. I don't know how you guys do it. I guess after a while, you just all this stuff just is. It's a lot of pain and heartache. <laughs> you have to go through a lot of pain and frustration. And then you can become a somewhat pain-free, painless streamer. (laughs) I mean, we've all watched Jaren have his issues. (laughs) Man, it's not easy. Especially when you got the Adjustment Bureau trying to sabotage you all the time. Adjustment Bureau? Yeah, that's just what I call it when things don't go right. It's like, oh, they're messing with me again. It could be, I mean, who knows? It's like you might as well be saying there's gremlins in the computer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel very fortunate to have moved out of California because I just felt like it was just a prison state. And um, yeah, God, I, I left California, too, and I miss it because I was born there. I grew up there. You know, I, it, I you know, that was that's my home state. And I I had to leave it. And now I live in the Carolinas. And I have to say that I don't miss living in California at all. The only thing I miss 
about California is the family that still remains there. <laughs> yeah, same here. And uh, I'm very thankful my dad was uh, very open to Flat Earth because uh, it would be really weird to, to have a conversation with him and not be able to talk about this, this kind of stuff. Like he, he's been watching all my videos and I make suggestions and send him stuff and he sends me stuff. It, it's funny when I was six years old, he, um, he and I went to someone's house and they had a globe sitting on his top shelf and I reached up to grab it and he said, don't touch that. I go, why? <coughs> and he said, Satan made, made that. And we never talked about it. It had always been in the back of my mind. He doesn't even remember that happening. But, um, and, and it's funny is I always been fascinated with globes. Like I always wanted to have one in my house, but I never bought one. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So I guess Jehovah's Witnesses were, were kind of flat earthers, except they just never openly talked about it. Because they... I mean, we, we studied, studied scripture, you know, we talked about the firmament and, and the water separated from the waters below and all that. And, uh, I don't know. It's weird. And how my dad had already knew, like, don't touch that. I mean, Satan made the globe. So that's funny. Yeah. But we never talked about it. And, you know, years and years and years later, and I'm like, you know what, dad, you're right. <laughs> So he doesn't remember it happening, but does he deny saying it? Uh, no, he doesn't deny it. Hmm. Yeah. Did you ask him if he still thinks Satan made it? Oh, he definitely knows Satan made it. I mean, people made it. Right. There you go. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. And he's he's probably watching. <laughs> right on. Shout out to dad. Yeah. <laughs> It's like there was a there's a woman that I knew too a while ago. Her name was Marlena, and she was um, lives in Canada, but she's part of a Native American tribe in Canada. And she said that she'd been a flat earther her whole life. That they'd always told her that the Earth was flat. She's like, it's always been that flat for us. <laughs> <laughs> and she was even a pilot. Oh wow! So she saw it firsthand. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It, it's funny. I, I've been meeting uh, people here and there, and they're just open to the topic. They don't look at me like I'm a nutcase. I mean, they're like, oh, send me, send me a link, you know, so, send me the video. And so, so many people are just, I think people are starting to slowly wake up and realize that, you know, we can't trust the television screen. We can't trust what we see in movies. We can't trust the news, you know, and it's all coming together because it's just constant lie after lie after lie. You know, if, if this whole thing was as, as deadly as it was, then people would just be dropping like flies all around. Exactly. You know? Right. But they're not, there's no more people dying now than there were before. In fact, yeah. I think 2020, it was less because everybody stayed home. I mean, look at all the NFL players that were sick and just had to sit out one week. It's like, Oh, he came back. You know, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then what happened to the flu? Where's the flu? The flu is gone all of a sudden. 
Yeah. They've been inoculating for the flu year after year for dozens of, you know, what, how many years? And now all of a sudden, randomly, it's gone. It's magically gone. Yeah. I mean, when have we ever been like really sick and being able to to taste our food, you know, or, or smell something? Yeah, like, that, that's the other thing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure loss of taste and smell is standard when you're sick. <laughs> right. But, but because they're saying it on television, it's like they completely forget what life was like before all this. Yeah. They forget what sickness is like or what symptoms. And, you know, and the, all the symptoms are the same. And I started thinking about it. It's like, how many different symptoms do you think your body can possibly exhibit, right? Basically, every symptom that your body does is your body trying to get rid of some sort of toxin. If you're exhibiting a symptom, it's because your body's healing. What's your body healing from? Well, most likely it's going to be either from some sort of trauma or some sort of toxicity, you know? Yeah, if you so, drink all day long, you're... you're it's got to go somewhere. It's going to affect something. <laughs> yeah. So how many different things? I mean, you know, the, oh, the symptoms could be this, this or that. And it's the same for EMF radiation. It's the same for, you know, this GO thing that they're saying is inside of the magic juice now. All the symptoms are the same. And basically it's always your body just trying to excrete toxins. So how do you... Uh, stay healthy. Don't ingest toxins. Don't allow toxins into your body. Don't get injections. Don't eat, you know, pro processed boxed crap. Don't eat junk food. Eat clean, you know, yeah. drink clean water, fluoride free water, and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how many people go to McDonald's every freaking day. And they or another person will have, you know, a, a macchiato in their hand because they went to Starbucks every day. And like clockwork, you, you see them getting sick and it's like, well, you're putting that garbage in your body. I mean, what, what do you expect it to do? It's crap. Exactly. <laughs> you can't process all that fake in, all that fake sugar. You know, it just turns oh. into lard. Quitting eating sugar too. That was one of the things that I did that was probably had the, that probably had the most impact on my health was not in consuming processed sugar anymore. Like I stopped putting a ton of sugar in my coffee <laughs> yeah, and not adding sugar to stuff or greatly reducing my sugar intake. That is such a huge deal. Yeah. I gave up milk. Now I just drink coconut milk. I, I still eat eggs, and on occasion I'll eat chicken, but I, for the most part, I don't eat meat. Like, <laughs> I had a hamburger yesterday because uh, I still work at a school, and so I, I took home a, a burger, and I, I threw away the patty, and I, I cooked a veggie burger and <laughs> put it in there <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how long that's going to last. Um because if, if they start forcing us to get, you know, the the, the V word. <laughs> I mean, the magic I'll, juice. Yeah, I'll have to find a job somewhere else. So, yeah. 
it's it's crazy and and you can see that they're really trying to to start a divide between people because they're they're implementing all these ways to identify vaccine you know people who, I don't want to say it, people who've gotten the the, vac, the magic juice versus people who have not gotten the magic juice you know everybody's got to wear a badge everybody's going to wear some sort of identifier now you know yeah. and then you know and now they're even telling you that you need to have both some places are telling you need to have two different kinds of magic juice. It's like, what are you people thinking? And then uh, even what they claim is a is an increase of protection against the 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 the, the COVIDs uh, is like one less than it's like a one percent increase in effect in in protection is what they claim. Of course, there is no increase because there is nothing to be protected from. (laughs) But what they claim is one and a half percent increase. And that's supposed to be like how exactly protecting us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, thankfully, schools, um, they're they're under like federal... um, like it's under it's under like a federal mandate so i can still claim religious exemption for now mhm so but that'll probably soon change so that does make me a little nervous yeah i know i don't blame you makes me nervous too you know it's why i pulled my children out of public school i started homeschooling because they wanted, you know, they wanted the children to go to school wearing masks and only two days a week. And they had to use hand sanitizer and stay six feet apart and blah, blah, blah. I was not having that. I was not having any of that. There's no way I was going to send my children to school knowing that that's what they were doing all day. I just couldn't live with myself. Yeah, I just heard that one of our our schools is being turned into a virtual school because there there are a number of uh, students that refuse to get the uh, you know the vacation. <laughs> I call it a vacation. Right. Well, they shouldn't be getting it. Yeah. No, they don't right? need to. <laughs> no, because they're healthy. They have no problem getting rid of stuff, and 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 they have beautiful little immune systems that work great. <laughs> yeah so if worse comes to worse i mean i'll i'll put in to get transferred there and you know that that'll be my last attempt at keep keeping the job because it you know it, it pays well and it's a good security it has a good retirement so i, I don't want to give it up too quickly <laughs> right i wouldn't and i wouldn't give it up i would stick it out as long as i could because we shouldn't just capitulate you know yeah. We shouldn't. Nobody should. Everybody should be, you know, standing up against this stuff and being and telling them, you know, I want to come to work. I want to work. I want to do what I've been doing the whole time that I've been that I've been here without having to wear a mask because it doesn't help. Nobody should have to do that. Right. Or without having to get the magic juice because that doesn't help either. Because it's magic. Right. Maybe magic juice is not the right word. Maybe we should call it, I don't know, Satan juice. <laughs> Satan's juice. Satan juice. <laughs> God, I want to open up the, 
invites so I can have people call in because I I know like Carmen's gonna want to come in and Austin and Zulu one like all those guys. <laughs> I've tried several times and it won't allow me. Ah, that's frustrating. I'll have to figure it out sometime. But it's been over an hour and a half. What do you got planned tonight? Any other shows? You've been doing a lot of shows, by no. the way. Yeah, I have been minute, doing a lot. For a minute, you disappeared. Yeah, I I, I did because I, yeah, it gets stressful, man. You know, life happens and sometimes you have to take a little break. But I have been doing more shows because I sort of kind of had like a renewed, you know, drive to keep doing this, to do it more especially because now that we've got on, we're starting to get on Rockfin and, and we found these other platforms like Odyssey and stuff that we can continue to, to work with for now and still get the message out. It's given me a new motivation because there for a while, uh, you know, YouTube was taking down so many of our videos over the past year because of the stuff that we were talking about. It just really gets um, depressing and you start to just, not want to do it anymore because you just get beat down you know they beat you down their little algorithms got more energy than you do sometimes so so now that we have other places to go to and other places to talk besides youtube i i feel a lot better about what i'm doing and i feel like now i want to do it more and i want to try to you know just i just want to keep going so yeah well the, the one thing that makes me a little like indifferent about going to Rockfin is that we're basically just talking, you know, we're virtual signaling to our own base and we're really not waking anyone up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there is an audience there that is still kind of like asleep to everything. They're still like in this like conservative left paradigm. Yeah. They got a lot of purple pill people over there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like to stay on YouTube as long as possible because I, I do have a whole audience that uh, still kind of like teetering. That Oh, yeah, me too. I'm not going to abandon YouTube completely, but there's just certain things that just straight up can't be talked about there. And I and I still I, I feel better now about it, having a platform to continue those conversations where I can start it on YouTube. I can still do things on YouTube like the anti-religious scripture study Um Maybe probably Bitches Brew will still be there, but like things like Strange World and Unveiling This Realm, I continually get um, a strikes for, and I don't want to... Because Mark, he doesn't know how to <laughs> censor himself. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And then when you tell him, you know, you have to be censored, then it like even gets worse. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pokes at it even harder. It's like, bro, <laughs> that's why yeah. the show's gone the next morning. But but I like that, though. You know, I don't want to make those shows less than what they are just to fit into YouTube's paradigm. You know, I just I just they just won't be there. And then that and that also kind of gives me motivation to think up other things to do on YouTube to drive people to these other places to still have some sort of way to funnel new people in, you know. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, though, Rockfin has just recently changed it 
to where you don't have to have an ID or an account to even watch free content on YouTube or on Rockfin. Oh, you can okay. go there and view it without an account now. So they they just did that this week. So that too will help bring other people in through Rockfin, right? If you don't have to create an account and you can still watch the free content nice. and you can still put, you know, content that you couldn't put on YouTube for free on Rockfin, that will help bring people in too. But you're right. Odyssey's you know. like that. Yeah, Odyssey too, exactly, which is why I still go there. And I still stream on Twitch, even though Twitch, I don't know... Um, how much Twitch is <laughs> working to promote my streams. I don't even look, but it's yeah. still a good, you know, it's still there and it's got a good live stream, a good quality live stream and people can chat. So it works. There's places to go besides YouTube. Right. We're not dead yet. We're not, <laughs> we haven't been silenced yet. We're just not on YouTube that much, as much as we used to be. I'll say. Yeah. Cause for a while I was like, well, where am I going to find her? I finally signed up to Rockfin, so I don't have an excuse. It's just nice to be able to hit the the the, the share screen and and project it onto my television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact that I can play it through Apple TV because I am an Apple user, I know, but it's hard to get away from the from the evilness. Even Windows machines are just as evil as Apple. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but the, to be able to put it on Apple TV and project it to the TV, yeah, that was good for me too. I was like, yes, this is awesome. And also the Rockfin app will play uh, when you have it hidden. Where YouTube, if you unless you're paying that premium, which is like 18 bucks a month, you know, if you close the app, it will stop playing. Oh, I haven't tried it since. Yeah. And and if you have the Rockfin app in, in if you're a subscriber to you can download stuff and play it offline. I mean, so I mean there's there's benefits to it. It's pretty good. They're working on stuff. It could be better, I admit. But yeah. it's not I mean, YouTube. It's funny how Rockfin just came out of nowhere where we were talking about Lighthouse for months and months and it never came. <laughs> Right. And it never came. And I wonder even if it ever will, you know, it just, I just keep seeing we're in testing, we're in testing, we're working on this. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I hope they get going because yeah. the more things, the more alternatives there are to YouTube, you know, then that's going to produce, you know, a better place to, for us to go where we can again, start to maybe bring more people to the truth. Yeah, you know, because eventually these companies just start cucking and, you know, like DLive, you know, yeah. they've, they've gone to the other side. So, you know, that they're getting money to kick people off. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what it takes. I mean, Google, I mean, <laughs> they're not who we think they are. No, they're a beast. It's a beast yeah. demon, most likely. Yeah, you, you've been. I mean, your 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 um my path to flat Earth video kind of inspired me to create my own video. I think I'm I'm slowly gathering materials to create a video. Just how I came to this point in my life, you know, because I, I think it's good for people to stumble onto those kind of videos and and it's like, well, it is because yeah it gives them something to relate to gives mm -hmm. some something you know and maybe people and everybody's different 
something's going to be a different trigger for different people, right? Nobody, not the same thing is going to make people perk up and be like, what'd you say? You know, it's not going to be the same for everybody. So the more stuff that's out there, the more different ways that the message is relayed, the more people that we're going to be able to introduce to it. So that's great. Because not everybody can sit through a, a two-hour show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is why I made my first video only a half hour. It was even a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. But um, that's why I didn't make it super long. Because I, I, did, I knew that people who thought it was stupid, wouldn't they wouldn't click on a three-hour video or an hour-long, even an hour-long video or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Globers have a very short attention span. They love the jump cuts and they want flashiness. <laughs> like it's a professional, like, you know, like a TikTok video. That's about mm-hmm. the, the extent of, of a flat earth video that they want to see. <laughs> Give me all the information in 60 seconds. <laughs> right. Oh, that's crazy. <clears throat> well, I can't get the chat or the, I, I can't share the, the link. I don't, I don't know why. Um, it, it won't allow me to copy the, the Zoom link. Oh, so I, I can think, copy it. Do you want me to put it in chat? Uh, we could. I mean, if you have time. Oh, wait, I'm not a moderator. <laughs> or... Um, if you look in our chat, I copied it, the private chat, you can copy that link and put it in chat. Mm, Okay. There you go. You do that. There it is. I'll make the tiny URL. Cause I was going to be disappointed if I, my first live stream (laughs) can't take any calls. Let's see. 23rd. Okay, while you do that, can I step away for one sec? Yeah. I'll be right back. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys being here. I see you guys in the chat. I just um, don't, you know, this is my first time multi, um, what do you call it? Multitasking. <laughs> Do I even have my chat? Boom, there it is. You guys are welcome to call in. Thanks for the hearts. You guys are awesome. God, if any of you live streamers out there, you probably understand my pain, how difficult it is to do all these things and look at the, the chat screen, look at the Zoom and, and the OBS and all this stuff. It's so crazy. Yeah, so I, I, do, I, really, I definitely want to create my own path to Flat Earth video, kind of like, you know, everyone's probably pretty much have done it, like Jaronism and uh, Bob just posted one on Rockfin um, and YouTube this past week and uh, that was a really good video 
and some of it were all clips from like 2017. And uh, yeah, right. I th I think you know everybody's path. I mean, everybody should do a video and put it out there and just share it with people because there's a lot of people that think you're nuts because of how you present it. But if you doing it in a very planned, cohesive way and you just kind of share. Um, it's only coming out on the left side. Oh, that's not good. My audio is all jacked up. And it's probably been that way the whole time. Yeah, that's weird. Audio problems are the bane of my existence. Yeah, I've never had that issue before, but I've never live streamed. That's annoying. I can see that it's only projecting on one side. And there's no balance level thing. Monitor. I wonder, I wonder if this fixed, fixed it. it. So I think, I think they had, they had to have, have it on monitor, monitor and output. output. I don't, I don't know. know. You know, you these, know, these tutorials, tutorials only tell you so, you so much. much. <laughs> the, rest the rest of it you have to learn, to learn on, on your own. own. I don't want to be too loud. So, so I, have <laughs> I have an echo, an echo now? now? Always, always something. something. Audio, Audio is, is worse. worse. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I know. Just put it back where it was. We'll deal with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about monitor off? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know you can hear me on Zoom, but I don't know if you can, if they can hear me. If they can hear you? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it looks as if I'm broadcasting. No, you're good. I can hear you over there, and I think you're good. All right. I had it on monitor off, so that's the trick. <laughs> monitor off, yes. If you have the monitor on, yeah, mm. that can cause an echo. I learned that recently myself. Oh, Okay. Good to know. Five by five. <laughs> Says awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, nobody's calling in. Give it another couple of minutes. And if anybody wants to join. Let me see if I can have multiple people in here at the same time <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness is jaron broadcasting right now um i thought he was not doing a jaronism show today oh okay although i don't know for sure he could be what's up zulu just this oh he's connecting to audio 
Hello, can you hear me now? Yep. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for calling in, man. How are you doing today? Sure. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Had kind of a messed up day. Actually had to, uh, I don't want to bring anyone down, but I'll, I'll just say it anyway. I was at a funeral for oh, someone who is only a few years older than me, and mm. I'm not so sure that it wasn't related to stickiness, if uh-huh. you know what I mean. So, But... On that, it was good. Everybody handled it well. We were, everybody's happy to see each other. And I got the link from Vanelli, team leader, that you guys were live and popped in and just listened. You guys are awesome. I, I, I love that you're sharing truth. You know, you're, you're willing to be out here and tell people what you know. Yeah. You know, if it, it one person listens. It was an easy thing for me because I, I was not ready for the criticism and you know when you're yeah. when you live in los angeles and you're surrounded by you know people who are bleep <laughs> they don't take new right. information very well you know what i mean right. yeah yeah it's difficult yeah it just i i mean i think the best advice is give them zero energy let them say whatever they want whatever mm-hmm. doesn't matter zero energy we don't have enough time in a day for the, the fun stuff we want to do. Don't waste it on any any on them. And right. actually, Karen's one of the ones who taught me that. <laughs> don't give them energy. Yeah. Well, because I used to give them a bunch of my energy. I used to let them get to me, and I used to argue with them. And it wasn't until I started ignoring them that life got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great advice. Great advice. So what do you got going, Zulu? Uh, not much. Just hanging out today, relaxing right now, waiting for Ceiling Fan Man tonight. <laughs> yeah, and Jaron is streaming, but he's only streaming on Rockfin. That's right. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, and I have Monday Night Trivial with Waters Above on Monday. <laughs> nice. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah you get that. You're getting a lot of attention on that show. It's, it's uh, working out really well. Awesome. I think it's fun. I like that it's just totally not related to anything that it, we're just being goofy and silly. Yeah. <laughs> and I need it because it's been helping me. I'm rampage ready still, but I'm not as angry as I've been, you know, and it's all just the way I'm looking at things, you know, Karen, Karen's advice. Um, actually good times for all Zach Zabala that the video he did, where he showed the, um, uh, the what do you call it, the polarized lenses, mm-hmm. and showed the other the other uh, image. You know what did uh, I, I believe wasn't it at your house, Karen? That Cammy and uh, and Chris figured this out. Yeah, well, they right? didn't figure it out at my house, but oh, okay. When, but Chris and Cammy, they were at my house, and they okay. did it in the driveway. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> That seriously changed my life. I am a hundred percent completely different person in the way I'm looking at things. Because it, it, I, to me, I don't. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but mm-hmm. to me, it one hundred percent right there in your face shows you this three D world. What's going on? That 
there's a creator. I mean, it's right there. There's no space. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, come on. So it changed me. That's all I could say. And all you guys, all these years, I mean, since 2015 is when I started finding you all. And I've been on this journey and you guys have been amazing. Everybody, everybody. Wow. 2015. That's crazy. That's a long time. Yeah, it was, I was on vacation, bored, and Mark's show came on. I, I have to 100% say it was Mark Sargent because the clues came on. And I listened to it and was like, what the hell is this? And then put it on again and was like, what? <laughs> and went to the beach. My, I, I had no, I had, it was on, my body did it. I woke up before the sun came up and went to the shore to see the sunrise. It came up. And I was looking and I'm like, hmm, that's pretty darn flat. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And that was it. I mean, I was pretty much on board, but I had to start doing research. I was like, I can't believe it. And it just broke everything, started to break down all the lies, everything, being able to see it now. It's unbelievable what they do to us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God, I feel like a baby truther because I came in, you know, early 2020 i mean i started watching videos at the end of 2019 you know mm -hmm. that's when i discovered uh, 20 200 proofs the earth is not a spinning ball and then that led to odd tv and watching all his videos oh, faking space and then i found glowbusters and that led me to you know wits it gets it and karen b and jaronism and Jaronism had so many videos out there, and I'm glad I got to see most of him before his channel got deleted. And uh, yeah. and then someone created a mirror channel, so his videos are still up. They're just very hard to find, you know. Uh, is he going to move anything over to uh, Rockfin or any of that stuff? Uh, Probably sure. on Library, uh, Od uh, Odyssey or Odyssey. I would say Odyssey. <laughs> Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey, 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 whatever. So O-D-Y-S-E-E. -E. Yes. Yes. Right. Because it transfers over there. You can... Yeah. Cool. If it's under an hour, it'll transfer automatically if you're, if you're uh, broadcasting over there. If nice. it's over nice. an hour, then you have to upload it manually. Okay. Oh, good to know. Good to know. I just when I just got to that site. Awesome. That's why... Um, uh, Alex Stein, he he's been doing all his interviews under an hour just to, just so it would automatically upload. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, efficiency, my man. Efficiency. I love Alex. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we've we've been missing him this week because uh, he's had uh, company, <laughs> so we're finding mm. out. Yes, his yeah. girlfriend. That that poor poor girl that he's making eat all that horrible food. <laughs> Well, maybe she's uh, rubbing off on him because he's eating a little better. Nice, nice. I hope so. Lord, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. He's a bad influence. I mean, I, I know firsthand because we went to Six Flags and we just ate a bunch of junk food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once in a while is cool. What the hell? You know, you, you only live once. The, the nachos weren't so bad. They, they weren't too bad. I mean, the artificial cheese. Like, I would never put right, that in my body. Right, right. <laughs> Voluntarily. <Right. laughs> <laughs> but I did it for the sake of the show. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my goodness. For his mukbang. Yeah. That is good terrible. times. Yeah. 
I'm glad I'm I live in proximity to to some people. Like um, where 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 are you? You're in L.A. You said uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I don't know why the hell I thought you said L.A. Sorry. Uh, I mean, You're I in moved Dallas. from L.A. Okay. Oh, moved from L.A. Yeah. Okay. Three weeks after the awesome. lockdown, we uh, my wife lost her job within the week after the lockdown happened, and then. You know, we kind of rode our bikes and, you know, we had nothing to do but ride our bikes in the empty streets. And then the, the slowly the homelessness started to just extrapolate and it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And um, I'm like, we need to get out of here. It's not going to yeah. get any better. And her, she was in event sales and I just foresaw that the, you know, the the that sort of business was not going to come back anytime soon. So right. right. The event market. business is not the best business to be in right, right now. Right. Oh, <laughs> the whole market crapped out. Right? It's really not. So all You're those right. people who did dealt with hospitality, I mean, they were just unemployed, you know, and, uh, yeah. All the food that, workers. Yeah. My brother is one of them. He's, he's coming up on the end of the unemployment that he was getting. So he's now he's panicking. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Crazy. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I mean, the way things are going, there's going to be another, <laughs> another demic. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. They're building up for it. They're, they're yeah, building up for their second for wave, third wave, whatever wave variant, whatever they want to call it. They're just going to keep hammering away at it until they think that they've, done what they need to do and you know we just have to keep not doing what they want us to do you can see the the <laughs> the workings in in real time because you know you go to the store and you see more people wearing you know the muzzles and it's like multiplying so you know that yeah, they're, they're, they're watching tv yep, mm -hmm. they're doing it all over again i was i was <laughs> <laughs> I was at a red light and I, at, and I look over to my left and there is a guy there in his car by himself with a blue mask on. And I, I just looked at him. I said, and he had to have been able to read my lips. I said, you are stupid for wearing that. What is wrong with you? I mean, I, I, he couldn't not know what I said. And he just <laughs> looked forward like didn't want to make eye contact but it's it's absurd to me absurd to me i want to get it even by your their camera. logic even by their logic what are you doing driving the car with that shit on yeah i i really want to get a decal and put it on the back of my car and, and, and it says if you're wearing a mat you know it'll show a picture of a mask if you're wearing this turn off your television <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt no doubt that's a that's a good one I mean, the propaganda all the time. is just so bad. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and, and my friends who are still, you know, who are in that world, who believe things, I try to get the, at them with their own logic. And I'm like, well, why would you go to CNN or M MSNBC for medical advice? Wouldn't you go to at least doctors and get their opinions and talk to them? And isn't standard procedure always to get a second opinion? Not in today's they're just, age. They're just people. 
that doctor's just a schmuck who I partied with, you know, in the dugout at high school, you know, (laughs) there's nobody special. And half of them are are morons. They're just there because they were able to memorize and regurgitate stuff for a test. And and most of them don't know anything about pharmaceuticals. Mm Mm-hmm. Or virology. Hello. Oh, yeah. you're not, you, you never even studied it. Not, you know, give me a break. Yeah. I was talking to my brother. He's a paramedic. I said, you know anything about virology? He goes, well, well, no, I, we were never taught any of that. And I'm like, well, well, then why would you just go along with what you were told and not do some research? And he's like, uh, all right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm not taking it. And he's, 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 NYPD and military, and he's like, I'm not taking that thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if he'll hold out, but it's just crazy. I know it's a lot harder for the military because they just, you know, they, uh, I mean, I was in it for a while, and when they, oh, were you? When they told us we had to take these uh, shots, <laughs> shots fired, um, you know, they, they did it all in one one pass, you know, four four shots at once. I was like, oh, my God. Did you get sick? <laughs> I almost fainted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was just so much all at once. <sighs> but, you know, luckily I was 19 years old, so I, I could, thankfully, I could handle it. Right. And the last time I got was the MMR, and that was in the early 90s. I had to get that for college. They were like, you have to oh, have wow. this. I'm like, why? I, I'm not even going to the main campus. I'm remote at off campus getting my cl- my classes done. And they were like, oh, no, this has to be done for the state. That's weird. So they were, I mean, they've been doing it all along. Yeah. I can't believe how many you need now. These children or children. It's absurd. Yep. Hey, hey, Karen, I wanted to ask you a question about the mm. homeschool because mm-hmm. I talked to actually to Brian and about the program he does with his boys and I offered it to my son. I said, how about I give you an option of you never go, got to go back to that fucking school again and we could stay here and you can just finish and you'll be done with high school before your friends. How about that? And he was like, well, you know, um, social stuff, right? And I'm like, yeah, but they're still your friends. In school, you don't see them all day. You don't see them till after school. He was like, well, yeah, good point. So, But I wanted to know what, what you're doing. Um, it's the same program. I don't know. I've been looking at that program, but I haven't fully looked into it. Like my children, um, for us, the social thing hasn't gone so well because we live in the country and right. my son does have a couple of friends that he's done stuff with, but my daughter literally has not had one friend over here ever. She's never had a little, another girl her age over here. And my son's done it a few times. And I don't know, she's got this friend that she was friends with, you know, and I don't know how to get a hold of her. And that's that's my, that's my one issue is I'm trying to mm-hmm. figure out... <laughs> You no, know, no. because we live I in the understand. country and that's the that's the hard part for me. Like, I want them to still interact with other children, but I don't want them going to a state school. Right. Yeah. He interacts with them only online 
and a couple of them, he goes over to their house and they come here, their, their friend, families, their parents are mutual understanding and they're cool mm-hmm. with it. But it's only, I think he's got really three friends and all his other friends are okay with that, him going over there, but they're all been vaxxed and all that shit. And I don't want him around them. Well, you know, I don't think you have to be worried about him being around vaccinated people. Well, no, no, I don't mean that way. I meant psychologically. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Well, that's definitely, a, a, I would worry about that too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a concern because just how, I mean, here, they even emailed our children behind our backs and asked them if they wanted the vax. I was like, who the fuck are they... Isn't that that crazy? You see, this is why, I mean, and you know, I always, I already have open conversations with my children about all this stuff and about what's in the, in in the, in the magic juice. And I tell them, you know, if anybody offers you that, if anybody tries to do that behind your back, because I told them that they were having children do it behind their parents' back. And I said, Mm -hmm. anybody tries to offer you that stuff, you kick them in the nuts and you run away screaming. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, he told so us right know. away. He, he immediately, he was like, what is this? Why would they send me this? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We, we, Just we were definitely keep that in communication open. Yeah. yeah, it is a bizarre world. Like, what they're trying to make it legal here. Consent? Yeah, they're trying to make exactly. it legal here in New York that 14 and up can make their own decision on that. And I'm like, no. You can't no. buy alcohol. No, you can't no, go no, fight. No. To, can't go sign up to the military, but you yeah. can get poison injected if into your yeah. body. If you're going to allow that, then you might. You, as well you can allow make my... decisions that could affect your life. Life. Right. That's a life changing decision. That's right up there with joining the military percent. or any of that. A thousand crap. percent. Yeah, you might as well let my 15 year old smoke cigarettes and drink booze. What is yeah. wrong with these people? You know, you need to talk to an adult that is your parents you know, to talk things out and make sure that it's safe and it's a good decision and you, you should do it with your family not, not, you know, teachers. Yes. Faculty. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the other thing we need to take um, the raising of our children back out of the stands of the hate, out of the hands of the state, state. I knew and bring it meant. back into our own hands. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. We've been lucky. We've always taught our boy that, you know what, we're never going to lie to you, but you still have to do your own research. You can trust me that I'm not lying, but I'm just dad. I could be wrong. So you still have to do know what the hell's going on. You're responsible for your actions. So you need to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I would allow him to be a 15 to decide to do what he wants regarding this stupidness because it's but, a total craziness. But what a beautiful thing to instill that 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 in him that that responsibility for yourself that taking responsibility for yourself that's freaking huge huge yes. Yes. especially at a young age because that's right now you know that's the time that the state is telling them not how to not take responsibility for themselves yes yes, yes. no you know? no just come and suck on the teat of the state we'll give you checks you just come and do mm-hmm. what we tell you right Right. right. Yep. You know, I was reading, I can't remember where I saw it, but um, children had, didn't have to go to school until they were seven years old. And then they, were only, they only went to school until they were 14 or 15 at one point. 
I mean, I know in they're... North Carolina, legally, huh. you don't have to put your child in public school until they're seven, or you don't have to officially be schooling your child until they're seven, mm-hmm. from the age of seven to sixteen or seven to seventeen. It's not even all the That's way up to eighteen. Interesting, because developmentally, mm-hmm. by the time we're seven years old, we are our own person we're who we are there really isn't much change as to who you're going to be in the future you might right. you know have different things you do but you're this really that person that's mm-hmm. interesting well that's why the state wants they, the kids younger and younger they're so doing they can... pre preschool they want them young right yeah they do preschool but really legally you don't have to do that and 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 that's that's when i actually found that out when i had my daughter and she was my youngest, right? And I didn't, I didn't want, and I, you know, was a stay-at-home mom for quite a few years at that point, and I didn't want to send her to school already. Right. I was like, she doesn't need that. And you know what's crazy too is like she didn't start school. She's she didn't do preschool. She went to kindergarten, and get this, mm-hmm. in kindergarten, the goal of the end of kindergarten is that your child can read and write at the end of kindergarten. Now, my daughter wasn't writing very much at the beginning in kindergarten, but she could already read. She could read. And the crazy thing is I did nothing, nothing to teach that child how to read. I don't remember doing anything. All of a sudden, she could read and spell. And I was like, who taught you that? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's cool. Awesome. You know, I mean, That's children awesome. just naturally want to learn. They're you so don't even smart. have to try. I'm I'm mad. I mean, we did start with him early with reading. I mean, by the time he was three, he was reading us stories at bedtime and things. But I didn't even know that you could start even earlier teaching them that, you know, within months you can be communicating all kinds of stuff. I had no idea. No idea. And, yeah. and our son. We never did the Google Gaga crap like from day one. Never. It was always I'd hold them in my hand and walk around the house and be like, "That's a chair. It's made out of wood. Wood comes from trees. Trees use photosynthesis to make food and something and that and and just and he remembers all that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what homeschooling is. It, it, except it's not the formal uh, environment that regular school is, but it's the same thing. You're teaching them everything that you know. And it's, but it's not, it's not as structured as school. Like they have a whole curriculum laid out, like it's blanket for everybody, but it's like, as things happen, as things come up, if, if, you know, which is what I've been doing with my children for the last year, you know, it's like, as things come up, Hey mom, can we make pancakes for breakfast? Sure. Get out the measuring cup, get out this, what do we need? Blah, blah, blah. So then you're teaching them how to measure, they're learning fractions, they're learning chemistry because it's cooking, how things interact. Mom, can we use this instead of this? No, you can't use that because then this won't happen when we cook it this way, you know, then you're learning different things. I mean, and and once I realized um, how much you could teach your child just by them being with you, you know, they're learning everything They're, you know, and plus I run businesses from home. I basically, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I run a business from home. Right. So they're, they're here. They're watching me produce videos. They're watching me put a budget together. They're watching me on the phone, make plans, call the hotel, you know, right. they're learning firsthand what it takes to be responsible for yourself, to run a business for yourself, 
to, you know, be proactive in, in whatever you're doing, because basically when, when you're doing what we do, I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to be proactive. You got to work, you know, for what you you're doing and that's what they're learning now. And, and, and I think I just, I don't regret anything about taking them out of public school. I'll just say that. No, no, <laughs> I no, don't that's regret what I'm it fighting all. for right now. That's what I absolutely want him to do. He's been, I mean, I know he mentally he's not he has not done great with disclusion, but I the alternative is just no, it's horrendous. He can't go there. He cannot. He had first asked if he could go. I said, yeah, okay, but I need you to sit on the couch, put my pulse ox on your finger, let's measure your oxygen, wear a mask for ten minutes. You don't need because when you go to school, you're going to have to carry your books, go up and downstairs and, and wear that thing. So he sat on the couch and immediately, of course, your oxygen saturation drops. And I said, look, there you go. And I and you are in your developmental stage. You are a child. You have to have your full oxygen. We cannot deprive you for moments that is unhealthy for you. It's it's just ridiculous. And he was like, OK, I won't go. So he knew that it medically and Logically, it was stupid, but he's not doing well with the social. He wants to see his friends. So I take him. We do try to get him to see his friends, but I don't know what to do about that. I know that's the, that's the tough part. And, and, um, and I've even thought about, because I have property here, I've even thought about maybe trying to do my own homeschool group where people come to my place. for socializing because then i can be like in in charge of it and we could incorporate like outdoor stuff with it some sort of outdoor learning something science something right 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 that way they're they're together and and can socialize work together learning maybe build a shelter do some sort of camping thing like scouts but but not scouts because we don't want to be a part of that Right. Pedophilia. <laughs> I didn't realize how Masonic it was. Kyle's um, just about an Eagle Scout. He's almost he was almost there. Yeah. And then then COVID hit and he didn't finish. And and then I realized I'm like, holy shit, look at this. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. It's totally Masonic. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah my children were doing right. that too. Yeah. They were in the Boy Scouts because the Boy Scouts were accepting boys and girls. So carry on. A, That's I, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But for me, I didn't mind because that made it easier because then I could just take the children oh. all to the same place. Right, right, right. And really, I mean, why does it, it doesn't, I didn't see the need for it to be segregated anyway via sex. I mean. It should never have been. It should never it, have been. I mean, everybody's learning basically the same stuff anyway, right? Right. I right. mean, aside from camping trips, obviously you're not going to go camping and have all the little boys and girls stay in this tent together unattended right. or anything right. stupid like right. that. Uh, right. But as far as like going to meetings, like with all the adults there and everything, I don't understand, you know, why it's segregated anyway. They, because and, well, It's still segregated within. They had here, his troop had to have a separate female leader for the girls within the, the pack. No. What is what I forgot what the the pack is we is the scouts uh right no troop I forget one of those but a separate group within it because they needed their own separate group, female leader I think it is a troop troop I for, I mix them up 
I mean, we enjoyed the camping. That was fun. And he's really good with his survival skills. He knows all that stuff. He's awesome with bow and arrow shooting. He won a, a cooking contest. He, he's, he's all good like that. That's but awesome. He, he needs people. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe oh. we could do Zulu. Maybe we could plan something where we get our children together. Do and we that. do something. I would do that. And oh, I just, I just, what I'm doing is I, I'm selling my other car and I'm buying us, me and him, two e-bikes so we can well, I was going to say, y'all could plane. come down here. Come here yeah. and hang out yeah. and camp there, with us. I would do that. I would do that. I would, <laughs> let, let me keep talking to him i'm getting okay. getting him out of his shell he he was very resistant about how old biking. is kyle 15 oh okay yeah so he's you know he's a teenage boy meh mm-hmm. meh that's not cool meh. well my you children know. are considerably younger my son is is 11 but right so it won't well, be as fun for kyle to come here i don't know he has <laughs> i don't know robert's humor is is similar to Kyle's. I will say that. I've heard Robert, Robert tell me I will some say jokes my that son, Kyle told me. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I've heard that before. My son seems to seems to have older friends, so that might work out. You never know. It gotcha, might. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna get a couple e-bikes. We're buying I've been researching, looking at all different ones. I'm not promoting shit, but we're optioning for they're called they're the name is electric. It's spelled L E electric, not electric. And it's um it's a twenty it has twenty inch, three inch wheels, fat wheels. It goes up to twenty eight miles an hour, which is a class three e bike. It ships cool. as a it ships as a class one e bike, which only goes up to twelve miles an hour, which is perfect for him as a beginner. And the trails here are only fifteen miles an hour anyway. And once he gets advanced, then we can play around with that. Like I mean, I can. I'm an old fat man, but I can ride anything on two wheels. Been doing it forever. <laughs> right. I, so I'll take him out, and and he was resistant, but now he's like okay because he's not going to have to work too hard, and we can go far. So fat yeah, I'm, intru- I'm, says, I'm psyched. You had me at fat wheels. <laughs> nice, 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 <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool bikes. I looked at a whole bunch, and it falls in half. So you don't have to put it out on a carrier. I can put both of them in the back of my car. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I And I, I, I don't want to, I mean, I like walking, but I don't want to run or anything, but I do need to get cardio exercise. Right. So why not bikes? Yeah. Kids need really need to have social interaction with people their own age. Mm-hmm. Like this whole, I know it's hard. this whole pandemic is, uh, really there, i know separated it's, people it's really trying to mess up my children's childhood our children's childhood which is one of the things that pisses me off the most about it mm-hmm. um which is also another reason why i i when i made do my events tw- children 12 and under are free so that people can bring their children with them and it doesn't cost them extra yeah you know it's so it's a awesome. safe environment Awesome. And it's a safe environment. They're learning something. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Seriously. I mean, I met so many families there. They were awesome. Yeah. Great. 
Great. And and these these little children that come to these events, they're going to remember being surrounded by a bunch of adults who knew the world was bullshit and treated them, you know, kindly and laughed and played in a in a horrible time. And I feel like those types of things are going to be, you know, a huge impression on these children and that we're leaving yes. this world to, right? Yes. So they need to have that they need to have that memory inside them where like, yes, I remember when the world sucked and the flat earthers were having a good time. They used yeah. to go to the flat yeah. earth conferences and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mom and dad were cool as hell. They took us there. That's, that's awesome. right. And we partied and everybody else was miserable. That's what, yes. that's what they need to know, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really is. And I mean, I wish we could do them closer together, but it's so needed just to get there. The, I mean, I get so much energy from everybody, just the positive. I, I, I mean, I used to joke about, oh, what are you, a tree hugger and this and that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know what? I do hug trees and I do love people. And this is freaking awesome because they're great. You know, I mean, we all think alike. We're all open, you know, and to each other. And if we don't agree with something, it's not an issue. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Did you want a beer? You know? Okay. Got it. So when is it wrong to hug a tree anyway? <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's from not. That society, I was thought that I was always, you know, that's not cool to be all into nature and that. It's so stupid. So stupid. The mentality we grew up with, yeah. you know, following sports. And yeah, I, they I mean, really even back tried hard to screw us up, man. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, even are. back then. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, the original tree huggers are now the most indoctrinated. <laughs> right? Right. They're the ones we're arguing with. Yeah. Oh, They're like, shit. but Greta, global How warming. Dare you? How dare you? <laughs> they, they believe How all dare the programming. <laughs> they don't question it at all. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, wow. they were the first ones to protest against the government and the man, you know, big corporations. And the first ones to roll over. Yeah. Now they're doing exactly <sighs> what they were fighting against. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Now they're fighting for the very beast they thought they were fighting against, right? Yeah. Yes. Tables have turned. <laughs> it's wow. insanity. Well, I yeah. just got a warning. I got five minutes on Zoom. It says that I've used up the 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. But we've been right. on for longer than 40 minutes. Yeah, How's that happen? Two hours and 13 minutes. <laughs> that oh, is you crazy. We used more than 40 minutes, I guess. Right? <laughs> so silly. Oh, my God. Well, thank well you. I know thank Zoom, you. and that you means it's going to close us down. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we probably should say our goodbyes. And yes. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll do this again soon enough awesome awesome yeah we, we, for we always sure have jaronism and baby truther show and we have strange world and all your shows so it's nice to to be able to meet up together and, and talk this out and you know hopefully if if someone can get through the this full you know full two hours <laughs> and and wake up you know because we're, we're all just people just like everyone else we all had to go through right. our like you know, denial phase of, of waking up and looking at the truth and, and doing our own investigation. 
I mean, otherwise we'd just be, you know, another Glober out there, just blind to the truth. So the truth is out there. All you have to do is just open your eyes and look and freaking mm-hmm. just, just challenge, question what you've been told because it, it, it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I remember teaching my eighth graders and, and uh, showing that whole Vsauce video. And, and as I'm showing it, I was like, this doesn't make any logical sense at all because I was doing the math. I'm like, how how can we possibly observe these calculations when we can't even, you know, th- there's nothing out there that would prove that we're spinning and flying through infinite space and all that. So none of that really made, nev- never sat well with me. I just didn't know how to find the answers because all we were fed is what we're told through education and through books and, and you know, the scientists, because they know. Mm-hmm. Right? They're smarter than us. Yeah. They have cool jackets, man. Yeah. They got a lab coat. Ooh. They got a PhD. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. In reality, awesome. it's just philosophy. Yeah. All right, guys. That's well, right. I, I appreciate Thank you coming on, and then thanks for Zulu uh, for for calling in, and Karen for Thank being you on the show. So much. You know, I just want to close it out and say thank you so much. And God, I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of this whole, like, family. And you guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And it was fun. And I, I just thanks for doing it. Thanks for having us all on your show. And thanks for speaking the truth and just being part of it. Thanks for being here. That's one of my favorite things to say. Thanks for being here. Because if you're here... You're part of the group, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're here for a reason. So just thanks for being here. And I don't know what I was scared of. You know, I, you know, I, it's stepping into an, an area where people might think I was just a complete nut job. But, you know, when, once you're on this side, you realize how nuts everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and I'm just surrounded by just these zombies, you know, the zombie apocalypse. That, that yeah. was no joke. Nope. We're living through it right well, now. I'm glad so. I've had training. I've been watching <laughs> zombie movies since the 70s. Yeah. Prepared. Except they, the zombies don't look quite the same. But at least they're the slow kind. They're the slow, dumb kind. They're all slow, that's for sure. Yes. Those are the easier ones to deal with. I don't like those fast ones. They stick with you. Yeah, and most of them don't even carry guns. True. True that. True that. So they're, they're less, uh, they're less uh, dangerous. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to end the show now. And um, God, you guys have a great weekend. You All too. right. Thank, thank you. you. You too. Thanks for having me again. And I appreciate it. All right. You guys take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.